PLAMES is a Horizon 2020 project that aims to plan the development of integrated energy infrastructure so as to guarantee a more reliable and effective energy system across all sectors. Matteo Pozzi, my guest for this episode, is going to explain how the PLAMES tool will enable big actors in the energy sector to better achieve exactly that. Welcome to the EU Project Zone, a podcast series from Enlit and Friends focusing on the energy transition and the EU Commission-funded projects that will help us achieve it. My name is Areti Daradimu and I am the host of the EU Project Zone. Welcome, Matteo. Very happy to have you uh, at the EU Project Zone podcast series. Uh, welcome, as I said, and thank you for joining us. Well, thank you, Areti, for inviting me, and I'm looking forward to this uh, chat we are having together. So let's start with with a brief re- description of uh, of the Plamis uh, project. Plamis is an Horizon 2020 action uh, that we took with a small consortium that spans between Germany, Italy, and uh, Turkey, uh, with a very ambitious uh, objective of designing a cost. Uh, uh, a tool to support cost-effective design of future energy systems at large scale, uh, which would use electricity as a backbone, but would also take into account of a multi-energy approach uh, to take into account the multiple technology and coupling mechanisms that uh, uh, characterize the, the wider uh, nationwide energy system. And uh, the objective is to design decarbonize scenarios for the future, looking at uh, 2040 and beyond, uh, in, uh, in a way that uh, the, the investments can be sustainable. So uh, pretty large, uh, large uh, scope, I would say. Yes. Uh, and speaking of, of dec- decarbonization, uh, one of the long-term goals of uh, the European Commission and the Green Deal are, are precisely is precisely this. So which needs of the EU energy sector is PLAMAS covering and how will it help the EU in its long-term decarbonization goals? Well, um, the problem with uh, future energy system is that we're going to have multiple energies that interact in complex ways. And uh, we felt that there is a, a lack of tools that actually cover the complexity of uh, putting in the same place uh, grid versus supply both uh, systems will uh, will change quite dramatically in the future uh, but understanding how to invest on the supply structure or the grid uh, is uh, is going to be a big challenge at eu but also at global level uh, especially if we want the decarbonization uh, targets to be treated as sharp constraints uh, and i think this is uh, the, the the societal challenge that we are facing so uh, the tool was uh, was meant to address these uh, challenges at transmission and distribution level, but uh, looking mostly at, at large systems. Uh, and uh, the other um, objective that we set for ourselves was to, to create something which would manage such amazingly big and large uh, uh, problems uh, and data structures uh, with the capability to actually navigate uh, and use this data effectively, which was a second uh, element that uh, that uh, where opted uh, my company was actually involved in uh, so the i think we fit perfectly with the objective of the eu of supporting nation states uh, in uh, uh, achieving decarbonization goals 
You mentioned earlier uh, the three countries where you have the pilots and uh, are participating in the project. Who else is participating in the project? Uh, well, um, the consortium is pretty small. Uh, we basically have uh, the R RWTH uh, University of Aachen, uh, which is very specialized uh, in, uh, in uh, designing models for, for transmission and distribution systems, uh, supported in Germany, still in Aachen, by the Fraunhofer Institute. Uh, and they are covering uh, the, the modeling side. Uh, in Italy, we've got another pole. One is the University of Bologna, who is speciali specialized in uh, resolution methods, uh, mathematical resolution methods uh, that are required for such uh, complex systems uh, on the one side. On the more uh, application um, level, as opted, uh, we are specialized in developing decision support systems. So we took care of the tool, uh, su supported by uh, the University of Pisa, uh, that uh, as third party uh, was actually supporting us in judging critically uh, the, 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 um, the coherence of the tool and the models with the actual challenges uh, from, from, from the market. And uh, OEDASH is a Turkish um, distribution system operator that provided us uh, one of the two use cases uh, uh, the decentral use case uh, at the distribution level, while the central use case was actually uh, the all of Germany, uh, which uh, which was um, set up by the, the German partners. You're right, it uh, is a small... Actually, sorry, I, yeah. I was forgetting, we actually involved also an advisory board, uh, which was uh, in, which included Amprion, Siemens, uh, Euroheat and Power, and the Florence School of Regulation, they didn't spend too much time in the project, but they actually gave very valuable in, uh, insight uh, to, to keep a very um, good focus on the objectives. Actually, that's a very important point. You're right, uh, because uh, this changes also uh, the, the, the consortium per se. Yes, it is a small one, but it has a broad uh, um, expertise, let's say, level. Uh, so yes, it's not that small anymore in that no. uh, in that sense. <laughs> it is and small. what about what about the, the the target audience? Who who might that be? Yeah, uh, we are. Um, we think that the, in the end, the, the real users end users of the project are going to be the nation states uh, who have the compelling task of designing effective decarbonization paths for 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 member states. Of course, uh, nation state is a is a very broad concept. Uh, so we are uh, looking at energy agencies uh, or ministries of energies or infrastructure uh, in a more focused way. And in fact, uh, maybe for us, uh, it's easier to actually reach uh, research institutions, uh, consultancies, and TSOs that work with and in support uh, of, of these uh, of these parties. But uh, in general, we are. Uh, looking at uh, those who are in charge of designing the industrial policy in energy for, for the next decades. And help the, helping them achieve decarbonization. Speaking of decarbonization, uh, it is also a broad uh, subject, a broad, uh, a broad topic, which leaves, leaves rooms with, uh, for, sorry, which leaves room for many uh, innovations. Which would you say is the major innovation that uh, that Plamas offers? 
Okay, uh, I think we, we try to be innovative in, under many perspectives. Uh, the first one is uh, integration. Uh, we try to have a, ver a real multi-energy approach. Uh, I think this is very important because, for instance, uh, uh, everyone always focuses on electricity uh, because uh, it's the most developed uh, uh, sector in a way in terms of awareness uh, of, uh, of the impacts of decarbonization. But we should also never forget that 50% uh, of uh, uh, energy usage is for heating, <laughs> which means that uh, looking at uh, electricity demand uh, without looking at how uh, heating and cooling uh, uh, needs uh, are, are satisfied uh, leaves a, a very large uh, gap uh, in, 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 uh, in the problem. So we wanted to integrate uh, uh, the multifaceted perspective of energy demand in its different carriers. Uh, for instance, we also included uh, uh, the future needs for, for electric vehicles uh, in, uh, in the demand side. And when we speak about uh, uh, supply, we are not only looking at the growth uh, and potential of growth uh, of renewable energy sources, but also all the coupling um, technologies, uh, uh, power to gas, power to heat, uh, um, that, uh, that uh, can, uh, can be actually leveraged uh, for, to, to satisfy demand. Uh, this is one thing. The second large challenge uh, and innovation uh, is linked to the fact that in order to, to manage uh, coupling technologies, we need to look at uh, large systems, but at a very granular uh, level. Uh, and this, uh, this uh, is something that uh, not always is being managed uh, when, uh, when uh, such uh, large-scale uh, problems are, are faced. Um, the third challenge and innovation that we brought was a very, very sharp focus on usability. Uh, because uh, because uh, that's uh, the only way to actually reach out for larger audience and be used. Uh, so with a focus on exploitation, uh, we, we, we try to keep a very close eye on usability. And uh, to, be, to be honest, uh, we also try to be innovative in the way we deploy the, the, um, the tool. I mean, the, the, such project, the, the upcoming project that will be based on Plamis uh, will, uh, will, uh, cannot avoid having some level of consultancy. But we also designed the, 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 um, the deployment model to actually have a software as a service uh, uh, approach whereby the end user can actually navigate the solutions and eventually run sensitivity analysis, approaching directly the, the application. Uh, speaking about such complex things, uh, this is by no means uh, an easy task. Exactly, and that, that gives me a nice assist to ask my next question, which is what issues have you faced? Um, well, uh, technically, uh, one big challenge uh, was, uh, was uh, the capacity to manage large amount of data and uh, put them into problems that are huge in terms of uh, uh, computational capability. We did use a high performance cluster, uh, but we also needed very smart uh, uh, resolution strategies. That is exactly why, uh, together with the German partners who knew very well the domain, we also had uh, the University of Bologna who would uh, look into the resol resolution of the mathematical issues. Um, the other big challenge, of course, is the, the, the compromise between scalability and, uh, and the large dimension and usability. 
which of course is mostly at the application level. One, no one should expect that the, 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 the computational side takes little. It's not a standard web, a web application where you click on a button and things emerge. But once the solution is there, um, we found the good ways of navigating, uh, comparing scenarios, etc. Uh, to be honest, the, 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 the largest challenge uh, to date uh, still remains uh, data preparation and availability. Uh, we were lucky to, to have uh, Germany as a use case, uh, but we know that in order to be replicable, uh, the, biggest challenge, the biggest challenge is going to be finding data, standardized data, and, uh, and preparing the, 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 the instances to run them the scenarios. Uh, and in this respect, I would also say that what we are facing today as a challenge in the exploitation phase uh, is the, the, the level of collaboration that needs to happen between parties uh, uh, with very different uh, um, objectives. Of course, uh, academia and industry uh, have different, uh, different targets uh, and finding the right balance to get them involved in uh, uh, research, but also commercial projects is uh, and remains uh, a big challenge that we are facing. But we are working to, to, to bridge these gaps uh, and uh, find a good compromise to, to be able to deliver very high quality services. And what about rules and regulations? Since you are, uh, let's say, working in different countries, I would assume that local authorities have different rules. And yes, there is the EU Commission that gives some uh, mandates and some, uh, let's say, guidance, but every country has different rules and regulations. How do you tackle that issue? Well, as I said, uh, um, one shouldn't look at the, the Plumber solution as a not the shelf solution. Uh, there will always be some setup uh, that is being managed by experienced consultants. And in that phase, uh, we start with an, an analysis uh, of the objectives and the constraints, uh, and eventual changes in the, in the rules can then be structured in the models as other constraints uh, or, 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 uh, or uh, refinements of the objective function. So in a way, we, we are confident that we are going to be able to manage both of those. That's good to hear. However, I want to stay a little bit longer uh, at the uh, EU um, rules and regulations. And as my final question to you, I would like to ask you, what do you think that the EU Commission and the local authorities uh, could do to help plumbers or projects like plumbers to, to achieve their goals? Well, I think... Uh... A podcast like, like today's uh, uh, should increase the awareness that such tool exists. And the first uh, good way to, to, to actually support us is actually involve us when, uh, when it comes to supporting large policy or strategic uh, uh, initiatives. Um, I believe uh, policymakers uh, and, uh, and regulators require uh, very smart models to tell them what may happen. And I think Plamis, uh, uh, together with other uh, projects like us, uh, can, can really provide a very valuable support in that. Uh, just to give you an idea, we are now considering entering the ATIPSnet, the European Technology and Innovation Platform on Smart Network for Energy Transition Initiative. Uh, and because we think that uh, in, in these networks, uh, uh, the actual needs uh, are, are being met and uh, the fact that they are facing it is that is, is looking at how to support the, the EU initiative of designing a EU-wide digital twin of the grid uh, 
may create a standardization basis uh, for 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 plums actually to become a added value that may even be linked uh, from the start with these uh, with these initiatives. Um, I think when we speak about uh, about uh, what the regulator can do, of course, uh, providing data and uh, acceptable standards uh, at uh, 27 uh, or, or beyond the nation states level would be would be a great help in uh, in uh, in uh, lowering the barrier to entry. Uh, and then, of course, uh, uh, I mean, I, I would say uh, promoting uh, the role, the leading role of, uh, of uh, Europe in the energy transition. Uh, for instance, uh, we are now approaching the European Bank for Reconstruction and Development or the Inter-American Development Bank. And having good references in Europe uh, will serve as a basis to actually potentially uh, widen the scope to, to global uh, countries that, that are now in need of designing their decarbonization path. So I think there's a lot that can be done between uh, research institutions, uh, industrial companies like us, and uh, um, research, um, sorry, um, EU um, institutions uh, to, to make sure that these concepts uh, and indeed uh, the target of creating a better world can be pushed forward. Exactly. And like you said, <clears throat> ATIPSnet is actually a, a good way for plumbers and projects like plumbers to uh, to obtain a seat in the table, let's say, so that they can't be heard by the EU Commission. Absolutely, absolutely. Matteo, thank you very much for this uh, very interesting conversation. Uh, thank you. And uh, looking forward to meeting you at the next NLEAT uh, conference, maybe. <laughs> absolutely, in Paris. So, thank you very much. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the EU Project Zone podcast, brought to you by Enlit and Friends. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, and the Enlit Europe website. Just hit subscribe, and you can access our other episodes too. I am Areti Daradimu, host of this podcast series, and I thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm.